Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Third Canto, Chapter 23. Texts 36 through 50. Kardamamoni and Devahuti travel in their aerial mansion. And Devahuti gives birth to nine daughters. Texts 36 and 37. The sage could see that Devahuti had washed herself clean and was shining forth as though no longer his former wife. She had regained her own original beauty as the daughter of a prince. Dressed in excellent robes, her charming breasts duly girded, she was waited upon by a thousand Gandharva girls. O destroyer of the enemy, his fondness for her grew, and he placed her on the aerial mansion. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Before her marriage, when Devahuti was brought by her parents before the sage Kardama, she was the perfectly beautiful princess, and Kardamamoni remembered her former beauty. But after her marriage, when she was engaged in the service of Kardamamoni, she neglected to care for her body like a princess, since there was no means for such care. Her husband was living in a cottage, and since she was always engaged in serving him, her royal beauty disappeared, and she became just like an ordinary maidservant. Now, after being bathed by the Gandharva girls, by the order of Kardamamuni's yogic power, she regained her beauty, and Kardamamuni felt attracted to the beauty she had shown before the marriage. The real beauty of a young woman is her breasts. When Kardamamuni saw the breasts of his wife so nicely decorated, increasing her beauty many times, he was attracted, even though he was a great sage. Sripad Sankaracharya has therefore warned the transcendentalists that one who is after transcendental realization should not be attracted by the raised breasts of a woman because they are nothing but an interaction of fat and blood within the body. Text 38 Though seemingly attached to his beloved consort while served by the Gandharva girls, the sage did not lose his glory, which was mastery over his self. In the aerial mansion, Kardamamuni, with his consort, shone as charmingly as the moon in the midst of the stars in the sky, which causes rows of lilies to open in ponds at night. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The mansion was in the sky, and therefore the comparison to the full moon and stars is very beautifully composed in this verse. Kardamamuni looked like the full moon, and the girls who surrounded his wife Devahuti seemed just like the stars. On a full moon night, the stars and moon together form a beautiful constellation. Similarly, in that aerial mansion in the sky, 
Cardamomoni, with his beautiful wife and the damsels surrounding them, appeared like the moon and stars on a full moon night. Text 39. In that aerial mansion, he traveled to the pleasure valleys of Mount Meru, which were rendered all the more beautiful by the cool, gentle, fragrant breezes that stimulated passion. In these valleys, the treasure of the gods, Kuvera, surrounded by beautiful women and praised by the Siddhas, generally enjoys pleasure. Kardamamoni also, surrounded by the beautiful damsels and his wife, went there and enjoyed for many, many years. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Kuvera is one of the eight demigods who are in charge of different directions of the universe. It is said that Indra is in charge of the eastern side of the universe where the heavenly planet or paradise is situated. Similarly, Agni is in charge of the southeastern portion of the universe. Yama, the demigod who punishes sinners, is in charge of the southern portion. Nirti is in charge of the southwestern part of the universe. Varuna, the demigod in charge of the waters, is in charge of the western portion. Vayu, who controls the air and who has wings to travel in the air, is in charge of the northwestern part of the universe. And Kuvera, the treasurer of the demigods, is in charge of the northern part of the universe. All these demigods take pleasure in the valleys of Mount Meru, which is situated somewhere between the sun and the earth. In the aerial mansion, Kardamamuni traveled throughout the eight directions, controlled by the different demigods described above. And as the demigods go to Mount Meru, he also went there to enjoy life. When one is surrounded by beautiful young girls, sex stimulation naturally becomes prominent. Kardamamuni was sexually stimulated, and he enjoyed his wife for many, many years in that part of Mount Meru. But his sex indulgence was praised by many, many siddhas, beings who have attained perfection, because it was intended to produce good progeny for the good of universal affairs. Text 40 and 41 Satisfied by his wife, he enjoyed in that aerial mansion not only on Mount Meru, but in different gardens known as Vishrambaka, Surasena, Nandana, Pushpabhadraka, and Chaitratya, and by the Manasarovra Lake. He traveled in that way through the various planets, as the air passes uncontrolled in every direction, coursing through the air in that great and splendid aerial mansion which could fly at his will, he surpassed even the demigods. Report 
by Srila Prabhupada. The planets occupied by the demigods are restricted to their own orbits. But Kardamamuni, by his yogic power, could travel all over the different directions of the universe without restriction. The living entities who are within the universe are called conditioned souls. That is, they are not free to move everywhere. We are inhabitants of this earthly globe. We cannot move freely to other planets. In the modern age, man is trying to go to other planets, but so far he has been unsuccessful. It is not possible to travel to any other planet because, by the laws of nature, even the demigods cannot move from one planet to another. But Kardamamuni, by his yogic power, could surpass the strength of the demigods and travel in space in all directions. The comparison here is very suitable. The words yatha anala indicate that as the air is free to move anywhere without restriction, so Kardamamuni unrestrictedly traveled in all directions of the universe. Text 42. What is difficult to achieve for determined men who have taken refuge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead's lotus feet? His feet are the source of sacred rivers, like the Ganges, which put an end to the dangers of mundane life. Report by Srila Prabhupada the words yar ashritas tirtha padascharana are significant here. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is known as Tirtha Pad. The Ganges is called a sacred river because it emanates from the toe of Vishnu. The Ganges is meant to eradicate the material distresses of the conditioned souls. Therefore, nothing is impossible for any living entity who has taken shelter at the holy lotus feet of the Lord. Carter Mamoni is special, not because he was a great mystic, but because he was a great devotee. Therefore it is said here that for a great devotee like Carter Mamoni, nothing is impossible. Although yogis can perform wonderful feats, as Carter Mamoni has already displayed, Karma was more than a yogi, because he was a great devotee of the Lord. Therefore, he was more glorious than an ordinary yogi. As it is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, out of the many yogis, he who is a devotee of the Lord is first class. For a person like Kardamamuni, there is no question of being conditioned. He was already a liberated soul, and better than the demigods, who are also conditioned. Although he was enjoying with his wife and many other women, he was above material, conditional life. Therefore, the word Vyasanatyaya is used to indicate that he was beyond the position of a conditioned soul. He was transcendental to all material limitations.
43. After showing his wife the globe of the universe and its different arrangements, full of many wonders, the great yogi, Kardamamuni, returned to his own hermitage. Purport by Srila Prabhupada All the planets are here described as gola, round. Every planet is round, and each planet is a different shelter, just like islands in a great ocean. Planets are sometimes called dweeps or varsa. This earth planet is called Bharat Varsha because it was ruled by King Bharat. Another significant word used in this verse is bhavyas charyam, many wonderful things. This indicates that the different planets are distributed all over the universe in the eight directions, and each and every one of them is wonderful in itself. Each planet has its particular climactic influences and particular types of inhabitants and is completely equipped with everything, including the beauty of the seasons. In the Brahma Samhita 540, it is similarly stated, Vibhuti Binam. On each and every planet, there are different opulences. It cannot be expected that one planet is exactly like another. By God's grace, by nature's law, each and every planet is made differently and has different wonderful features. All such wonders were personally experienced by Kardamamuni while he traveled with his wife. Yet he could return again to his humble hermitage. He showed his princess wife that Although he was living in the hermitage, he had the power to go everywhere and do anything by mystic yoga. That is the perfection of yoga. One cannot become a perfect yogi simply by showing some sitting postures, or by sitting postures or so-called meditation one can become God, as is being advertised. Foolish persons are misled into believing that simply by some caricature of meditation and sitting postures, one can become God within six months. Here is the example of a perfect yogi. He could travel all over the universe. Similarly, there is a description of Durvasa Muni, who also traveled in space. Actually, the perfect yogi can do that. But even if one can travel all over the universe and show wonderful feats like Kardamamuni, he cannot be compared to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose power and inconceivable energy can never be attained by any conditioned or liberated soul. By the actions of Kardamamuni, we can understand that in spite of his immense yogic power, he remained a devotee of the Lord. That is the real position of every living entity. Text 44 
After coming back to his hermitage, he divided himself into nine personalities just to give pleasure to Devahuti, the daughter of Manu, who was eager for sex life. In that way, he enjoyed for many, many years, which passed just like a moment. Report by Srila Prabhupada Here, the daughter of Swayambhuvamanu, Devahuti, is described as Suratuktsuka. After traveling with her husband all over the universe, in Mount Meru and the beautiful gardens of the heavenly kingdoms, she naturally became sexually stimulated. And in order to satisfy her sex desire, Kardamamoni expanded himself into nine forms. Instead of one, he became nine, and nine persons had sexual intercourse with Devahuti for many, many years. It is understood that the sexual appetite of a woman is nine times greater than that of a man. This is clearly indicated here. Otherwise, Kardamamoni would have no reason to expand himself into nine. Here is another example of yogic power. As the Supreme Personality of Godhead can expand himself in millions of forms, a yogi can expand up to nine forms, but not more than that. Another example is that of Subari Muni. He also expanded himself into eight forms. But however powerful a yogi may be, he cannot expand himself into more than eight or nine forms. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, however, can expand himself into millions of forms, anantarupa, innumerable, countless forms, as stated in the Brahma Samhita. No one can compare to the Supreme Personality of Godhead by any conceivable energetic manifestation of power. Text 45. In that aerial mansion, Devahuti, in the company of her handsome husband, situated on an excellent bed that increased sexual desires, could not realize how much time was passing. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Sex indulgence is so enjoyable for materialistic people that when they engage in such activities, they forget how time is passing. Saint Kardama and Devahuti, in their sex indulgence, also forgot how time was passing by. Texts 46 and 47 While the couple, who eagerly longed for sexual pleasure, were thus enjoying themselves by virtue of mystic powers, a hundred autumns passed like a brief span of time. The powerful Cardamomoni was the knower of everyone's heart, and he could grant whatever one desired. Knowing the spirit soul, he regarded her as half of his body, 
dividing himself into nine forms. He impregnated Devahuti with nine discharges of semen. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Since Kardamamoni could understand that Devahuti wanted many children, at the first chance he begot nine children at one time. He is described here as Vibhu, the most powerful master. By his yogic power, he could at once produce nine daughters in the womb of Devahuti. Text 48 Immediately afterward, on that same day, Devahuti gave birth to nine female children, all charming in every limb, and fragrant with the scent of the red lotus flower. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Devahuti was too sexually excited, and therefore she discharged more ova, and nine daughters were born. It is said in the Smriti Shastra, as well as in the Ayurveda, that when the discharge of the male is greater, male children are begotten. But when the discharge of the female is greater, female children are begotten. It appears from the circumstances that Devahuti was more sexually excited, and therefore she had nine daughters at once. All the daughters, however, were very beautiful, and their bodies were nicely formed. Each resembled a lotus flower and was fragrant like a lotus. Text 49 When she saw her husband about to leave home, she smiled externally, but at heart she was agitated and distressed. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Kardamamoni finished his household affairs quickly by his mystic power. The building of the castle in the air, traveling all over the universe with his wife in the company of beautiful girls, and begetting of children were finished. And now, according to his promise to leave home for his real concern of spiritual realization after impregnating his wife, he was about to go away. Seeing her husband about to leave, Devahuti was very disturbed, but to satisfy her husband, she was smiling. The example of Kardamamuni should be understood very clearly. A person whose main concern is Krishna consciousness, even if he is entrapped in household life, should always be ready to leave household enticement as soon as possible. Text 50 She stood and scratched the ground with her foot, which was radiant with the luster of her gem-like nails. Her head, bent down, she spoke in slow yet charming accents, suppressing her tears. 
purport by Srila Prabhupada. Devahuti was so beautiful that her toenails appeared just like pearls, and as she scratched the ground, it appeared as if pearls had been thrown onto the ground. When a woman scratches the ground with her foot, it is a sign that her mind is very disturbed. These signs were sometimes exhibited by the gopis before Krishna. When the gopis came in the dead of night and Krishna asked them to return to their homes, the gopis also scratched the ground like this because their minds were very disturbed.